When you go on Amazon Prime and you see number one show on Amazon Prime, it's Terminal List with Chris Pratt. I'm on episode three right now. Well, we have had the author of the book on many times in the past. I I think that uh, this guy's doing pretty well right now. Jack Carr, what's going on, buddy? Hello, Jack. Uh, Hey, guys, how's it going? I I am fired up. Fired up. Well, you are more than welcome. And, you know, we were talking about the first time you joined us, and now, man, things have really blown up with this show. How was your experience with Hollywood uh, overall? I mean, I I don't want you to bite the hand that feeds you here, but a successful author, five books in the Reese series, and then this series, the show comes out, and it's a whole different level of attention and everything else, isn't it? It is, and I am told that it is not the typical Hollywood experience. Uh, many times over, uh, actually, when I when I bring it up or people ask yeah. me the story, I was very fortunate. And uh, usually, they like to get rid of the author right away because they don't want the author on set right. telling you know you ruined my vision. And most of the time, authors are not thrilled with the adaptations of their work for for various reasons. But uh, from the very beginning, Antoine Fuqua, Chris Pratt, the showrunner, they all wanted me involved. So. From inception all the way through pre-production, production, post-production, I was involved with every aspect of this and got to embrace these changes. Because when you tell a story visually, yeah. there are going to be changes for sure. And so we got to work together, collaborate, and I got to learn. Um, I got to learn so much about screenwriting and this whole process over the last oh, couple of years. And yeah. Just, I couldn't, couldn't be more thrilled. That's well, the, exciting. Yeah. So, so Pratt was a fan of the book and came to you. He put it together. I thought you hired Pratt to be the lead. No. So I, as I was typing uh, away, and I started when I was still in the military during my last year and a half in the SEAL teams, uh, it was very natural as a child of the 80s to uh, picture the exact actor you wanted to portray your character. Okay. So I thought Chris Pratt. He had been in uh, Parks and Rec, and he played a SEAL in Zero Dark Thirty. So I saw this transformation of this kind of overweight, lovable Andy Dwyer character to this hardened SEAL operator. And I thought, this is the guy. He hasn't done something like this. Uh, he needs to do something like this as an actor. And I'm thinking all this, you know, no one knows yeah. who I am. Uh, and I'm, I'm making this decision for Chris Pratt. And uh, he hadn't done Guardians of the Galaxy, hadn't done Avengers, hadn't done Jurassic World, was, uh, was not on the A-list yet. But I thought, this is the guy to do it. Uh, and I did think of Tom Hanks in the 80s doing all those comedies. And then in the early 90s, taking a risk with Philadelphia and then being able to do whatever he wanted. So I thought, Chris Pratt is the guy. He's inherently likable on and off screen. He's the guy to do this. And I didn't know uh, until five years later that uh, I had a connection to him. So a SEAL buddy who I'd helped out in the SEAL teams calls to thank me five years after we'd last spoken and says, uh, hey, I want to thank you for what you did for me in the SEAL teams. But also, I heard you wrote a book. And I said, yeah, it's coming out in a few months here. I can give you an early copy. And he said, I'd like that, but I'd like to give it to a friend of mine. And I said, no problem. Who's that? And he said, Chris Pratt. And so I thought, well, that's convenient. Uh, He's the guy I want to star in this thing. So he gave it to Chris. Chris read it the last week in December of 2017 and called the first week in January of 2018 wanting to option it. Wow. Hey, how much, and and we're with Jack Carr, and we should mention you're a former Navy SEAL. How much of you is in the character James Reese? 
Well, it's a, it, it certainly helps to have this foundation from which to, to build, to reach back. And mostly it is the feelings and emotions behind certain events that I was involved with in Iraq and Afghanistan and other places around the world that I can then apply to a completely fictional narrative. So I don't have to go and seek out someone who was a sniper in Ramadi at the height of the war and talk to them about that experience and then have that those answers come through any filters of biases, other interviews, movies I may have seen, and then into a fictional narrative. No, it's all going right from my heart, from my soul, directly onto that written page. Well, some uh, I so wanted my, to kind of mention, too, in yeah. it, because it moves quick. I want to tell, let people know, if you haven't seen Terminalist uh, on it, Prime, it, it moves quick. It is not it one of those shows, people, where you need three episodes to set up. But in the, in the, you know, I'm not ruining anything here. In the show, you see Chris Pratt, you know, trying to, you know, PTSDs, trying to deal with what's going on, figure out what was going on. Uh, did you have to deal with that yourself? I was very, very fortunate in that the decisions I made under fire downrange uh, worked out. But even if you do everything uh, the quote unquote right way, make all the right decisions under fire, things can still go wrong. And if you make the wrong quote unquote decisions downrange under fire, things can go right. Um, so it's just such a mess um, in combat. So I, but I was very fortunate in that uh, whatever decisions I made actually worked out. So I sleep very well at night, but I understand um, how you can make the right decisions. Things can go south so quickly and you can have a hard time with that and second guess yourself for the rest of your life. So it's a, it's a tough thing to deal with. And we really leaned into it uh, on this. And we added a psychological thriller element to the revenge thriller, political thriller that I wrote in the novel. And I think it really works well for telling this story on screen. And and Jack, you know, we're just we're talking with uh, author Jack Carr, the creator of the uh, Terminal List, currently uh, the number one watch show in all of streaming on uh, Amazon Prime. Other than Chris Pratt, the rest of that cast, I mean, that Taylor uh, Kitsch from uh, Friday Night Lights, he could have played the lead. He's so good. Is there any idea? Because for those uh, fans of us that have read the books, any idea on who's going to play Rafe down the road? Oh, that is a question I get daily, and actually I got it daily before the show even came out. Because maybe uh, a cooler character than even (laughs) Reese is this Rafe South African Torg. You wait. That's right. That's right. He's a fan favorite, and which is why we couldn't just cast anybody in the role in this first. Because I'm available. I'm available. I'm going to write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jack, it's got to open up doors though, because when when you have a character like this, I mean, you could pretty much go and get anyone you want, right? Well, there's scheduling, there's all sorts of things that come into play, but, uh, but yeah, it certainly has opened a few doors, and we had a, such an amazing cast. Gene Triplehorn, yeah. amazing. Riley Keough, you mentioned Taylor Kitsch, who's a fantastic person. We had Constance Wu, we had this amazing cast. And uh, my main takeaway from my time in Hollywood is really the friendships that we all made on set. Uh, for the cast and crew, and everyone was there bringing their A-game, every single day and it was uh more, more people came up to me on set uh, and they didn't have to to tell me that they've been involved in hundreds of hollywood productions but they've never felt one like this and that's all because of chris pratt and antoine fuqua at the top really setting that tone encouraging inspiring positive for the entire production and, so uh, i was very fortunate yeah jack and here you got la monica garrett on set oh, and then 1883 so blows up and you got another star on the show yeah, I was with him the night before he left for a cowboy camp that they had to go to before they started filming that. We did his last scene in the terminal list, 
Next morning he was up and flying actually to Texas for this uh, couple-week cowboy camp thing. And uh, then he does 1883 and explodes, and he is such a great guy. We're, we're awesome friends now, and uh, I love hanging out with that guy. So there, there's five, we have a total of five James Reese books. The most recent that came out this year is In the Blood. Terminal List was the original of which this season is. So can we expect at least four more seasons of this show, uh, you know, God willing? We shall see. We yeah. Shall see. I think uh, Chris's team is talking to, to Amazon right now, so they have some things to work out, but I know both parties want to do it, but we'll see. And, you know, if it doesn't happen, I'm just thrilled that we got this season and that it came out the way it did, and uh, yeah, I could not be uh, we'd be more grateful to, to everybody that, uh, that made this number one on Amazon Prime. And uh, I just, I'm just thrilled about that. Well, if, if you did, let's say Chris Pratt goes, well, I'll do two more seasons, you know, or whatever it is. Do you in your head, or, and you might have, already working on how you would combine books? Because a lot of shows will do, like Bosch, Jerry mentioned off the air to me, Bosch, and there's some The Last Kingdom that's on Netflix where the, they'll take like two or three books in and one season. And make it season. one season. Have you thought maybe, well, I can shorten it down? There are a lot of options out there today, especially with, with streaming. Uh, you have a lot more options than you may have had in the past. But uh, as of right now, we're, we're on track to do a True Believer for a, a season two if we get a green okay. light. Um, but, hey, that can always, always shift, and you can combine books. And it's, uh, it's important in life to be, be adaptable. That is, uh, <laughs> that, that is important, especially in Hollywood. What about book-wise, though? Do you see this character going to book six? I mean, is this going to... Or do you want to, okay, I've done so much with yeah. James Reese, I want to move on to something else. I will say that I am in the middle of book six right now, and I'm super excited about it. Uh, Chris's favorite thus far is actually the last one, In the Blood, that, that came out in May and was a number one New York Times bestseller. Uh, so that's his favorite thus far, which is, which is saying something, because he loves them all. But I'm in the middle of book six right now, and my goal is always to make the next book a little better than the one before, get a little better at my craft, move the genre forward, even if it's just by a degree. Uh, so that's always my goal each and every time. But I'm in the middle of book six right now, and I will say that I may have a couple other projects out there, uh, and, and we'll see what happens with those. Yeah, I've noticed uh, with these books, you still you could ride Reese for a long time, much like uh, Jack Reacher. They're up into like 22, 24 books. Doc right. Ford with Randy Wayne White. He's well into the 20s. Joe uh, C.J. Box in the Joe Pickett series. You can right. uh, you got a long way to go with this story still. I think right. as long as people want to keep uh, reading them and yeah, sister wants to keep publishing them. I'm uh, I love writing them. I love this character. Each book has a different theme, and the character's on a journey. I think that's what makes him resonate as well. It's not the same person that's just picked up and dropped in a different scenario in each book. He's on a journey, just like everyone on this planet is. And so I think people recognize that and recognize that he is learning from his successes and failures and moving forward and applying that experience as wisdom, which we all uh, should be doing. So he's on a journey just like all of us are. Do you think a few of the critics were rough on it because it's not woke? I, I never uh, I don't know how you could have watched that and not embraced that and said this is some of the greatest television. Um, I don't I don't understand the, some of the critics at all. I just don't get it. <laughs> well, it's a ninety five percent audience uh, rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but like a thirty nine critic score. And some of those critics were pretty vicious. Uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> especially the Daily Beast, they're not very kind over there at the Daily Beast. Uh, it doesn't sound like much fun though, because they made sure to point out that there were references to uh, uh, to guns, country music. Uh, American flag. Uh, a couple took issue with uh, Don't Tread on Me. They brought that in, even though I don't think we really have a Don't Tread on Me flag in the series, but they brought it into their reviews, which I found 
found interesting because uh, they had to go back to the 1700s to take the side of the British um, in their review, which I found quite odd. Uh, and yeah, they, they, they got a little uh, creative with some of those. Some of those reviews. What a time. No, what a time we live in, that. Jack. What we a time. We for the critics. We didn't wow. make it for the critics. We made it for those in the arena. Well, hey, thank, tell, well, thank tell God us. America loves it. Yeah. That's tell it. us about yeah. the podcast. Podcast, Danger Close podcast that comes out on Wednesdays and Fridays. But then there's another one, uh, Terminal List podcast, that I did with the showrunner and my SEAL friend who's actually a producer, actor, and technical advisor on the show, the guy who gave the book to Chris Pratt. And the three of us sit down and we break down every single episode of the series. And all of us learn something uh, about each episode as we went through this. So eight episodes are out right now, Danger, uh, the Terminal List podcast. And uh, you can find that on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Without giving too much away, we should mention that you are in episode two, correct? Three. Uh, three. Three. Episode three. Yes, episode yes. three for those with eagle eyes. Uh, and actually, somebody found me in the uh, trailer. They saw a reflection in a rearview mirror in a car. That, uh, and, they <laughs> and that person is on their way to the CIA. I'll tell you what, it's a high school kid. And he has a, he has a fan page for the show. But he caught me in a rearview mirror in the trailer. But uh, yes, episode three, there may be uh, an assassin. But I made sure that uh, I talked to Chris before we filmed that. And I said, hey, in real life, this would go down a little differently, buddy. So don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. This is just make believe. This is this is Hollywood, buddy. Yeah, because not only the writer, but because you lived it. You're technically uh, on how to hold the weapon, how to shoot the weapon. You, when I go to the range, Jack. Whenever I've seen you, I do your little finishing move at the end. You know, when you do that little turn uh, thing. Gotta look. Yeah, you gotta look. Situational awareness. You never know if somebody has a a buddy that might be sneaking up on you from, uh, from the flank. So uh, be aware. Be aware. <laughs> Trust that sixth sense as well. Trust that sixth sense. Uh, well, awesome. We look forward to want everybody to watch the Terminal List on Amazon Prime. And then, you know, the series of books They'll that are the up books. to, there's five of them. Yeah, go to the website, officialjackcar.com, and everything's there. Jack, thanks so much, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, thanks so much for having me on. You guys take care. Okay, you're the best.